Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Harnessing nuclear fusion for power. Could lead to fusion on the grid, perhaps next decade. This would be transformative to civilization. The Respect for Marriage Act. Signed into law. An historic day. The Federal Reserve keep with its aggressive interest rate hikes. Will we have a government shutdown? We're running out of time. We don't even have an overall agreement. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Oh, where do we start? Uh, There is a bunch of uh, stories that are rather interesting. Some are disgusting. Some are, uh, well, whatever. Um, By the way, Mike Leach, the uh, Mississippi coach, passed away today. Had a heart attack on Sunday. And apparently... Uh, the EMS didn't get there quick enough to uh, – had he survived, he probably would have had some brain damage. Apparently the heart wasn't pumping for 10 to 15 minutes before they got it restarted again. Uh, Had pneumonia earlier this year and uh, passed away earlier Mm -hmm. today. So ECU ties with – coaching tree ties with Lincoln Riley and Ruffin McGill. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he was – I know this isn't a sports show, but, but you know, he was – thinking about him and his effect on college football, not only his air raid offense and all, but the coaching tree of the guys. There's like four, I think, Division One coaches now, head coaches. There were tutors under him and then a multitude of assistant coaches. And you were saying he never played college football. Yeah, I read an article on one time. I think he played rugby in high school or something, but he didn't play college ball, went to law school, became a lawyer – and uh then got into coaching and uh, i guess he just liked the you know the the game itself i did not watch the signing i didn't want to watch the signing but uh, biden apparently signed the respect for marriage act and listen i you know i'm all for being a libertarian to some degree if you want to do your thing go do your thing uh i'm not interested in your thing <laughs> no play on words there, but this what's happening in our society today. Biden signs the Defense of Marriage Act, and uh, he invites up to his uh, signing a drag queen. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, this is the same day that uh, Sam Brenton from the U.S. Department of Energy, uh, was fired. Uh, he's officially out of work now. But he uh, Biden invites another drag queen to the White House. First Lady welcomed, uh, along with the president, drag artist Marty Cummings, who uses the they-them pronouns to attend uh, the signing of the Respect for Marriage Act. In return, Cummings thanked the Bidens across social media for the warm reception and shared the White House invitation requesting the requ- – and, and, I mean, look, he puts this in there as a uh, as a perverted play on words, requesting the pleasure of your economy, of, of your company. Um, <laughs> and, look, um, and the guy is a, a freak uh, – he's a freak show. These guys are <laughs> freak shows. I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to politically correct, sit there and applaud them, and, oh, yeah, they're, they're just a normal – another normal human being. I'm sorry. It is not normal – for a grown man to dress up as a woman, especially some of these fat slobs that squeeze themselves into, I mean, you know, 
300 pounds, and you're squeezing yourself into some bikini. It's disgusting. Nobody wants to look at it. <laughs> I haven't seen this person that was involved. Well, this guy wasn't this guy, but he's a freak show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, the guy that got canned is a freak show. And, but listen, this is Exhibit A for why the Respect for Marriage Act is is a joke. I mean, the, the, you know, for the Biden, oh, this is a, such an important document to be signing here. Let's invite someone from the freak show to attend the signing. I, I, I'll probably get kicked off the air for this. I will one day, I know. But I am sick of it. I am just totally sick of it and the perversion that's going on and the way they're trying to groom these kids. And by the way, this guy, Cummings, is a groomer. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, you go, go Google the guy's name. You can, um, unfortunately, you can come up with all kinds of sick stories about this guy going into restaurants, going into libraries, spreading his legs in front of little kids and, and reading some kid's story. And, oh, isn't this wonderful? And children are so wonderful because they accept you as you are. <laughs> I, I don't understand. The whole, you know, I, I don't think it was necessary to the to have a defense of marriage act. I mean, it's or respect for marriage. Respect act. For, defense of marriage act was actually good, but yeah, that's, respect, that's long gone now. Um, but oh, I just don't understand. Well, I do understand. It's just another you know, parade someone up to you know a, another group of people so they can just kind of check the box with this person. So they, I guess, they have yeah. the one hundred percent of the vote of the transgender America. But I just don't see the necessity of, it, especially with someone that like this guy you're talking about. That, uh, that this this whole deal of it. Look, if if these folks want to have a drag show, if they want to have it in my hometown, I don't care. That's up to them. I mean, I really you know don't. I I do care because of their because of their end game. Their end game is to groom kids. Well, I, I'm I'm not going to disagree with that because because. It don't stop there. It doesn't stop there. It then it then goes to the library, exactly. to the school, to you know, and then and and we're then the government gets involved. Where we and listen, it's coming. When I just said there will be a, t- a a time when I get kicked off the air for saying what I just said, it's coming, and the government will see to it that oh, Lamprecht, you can't say that. You're you're gone. You have no right to express your opinion. They can express theirs, but Lamprecht, you can't express well, your opinion. I guarantee you'll get kicked off social media if you start posting stuff like that. That's for sure. And, you know, I mean, as as sick as I am of them, of these people that, that dress up as uh, men that dress up as women. And listen, I, I don't want to say that they're all perverted, but these adult males, these biological males who were adults that dress up as women and insist on doing their drag show, they're, they're perverts. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I, I, I won't even apply that to these young kids that are confused. I think there is transgender confusion for young kids. I understand that, and yeah. and you know what? Ninety percent of the time they grow out of it. But as sick as I am of these adult biological males that dress up as women, I'm even more sick of people like Jill and Joe Biden who attempt to legitimize them. And give them a platform as, and a, you know, we got to applaud them. Come on to the White House. I mean, this is this is the people's house, the White House, and they're inviting yeah, these I, I, I'm just sickos more, in. I'm, I'm just, sick of it. I'm just more of a the don't normalize it, don't uh, legitimize celebrate it. it, legitimize it. You know, if you want to do it on your own time and on your own dime, I don't care. I really don't. But don't invade us with it. Uh, don't invade us with it. And don't uh, demand that I accept 
right. your way of life. And celebrate it. I mean, I can accept the way of life for you, but don't don't get me to say I think it should be accepted for everyone else. And surely don't come to my kids and tell me, hey, they need to talk to me and, and let me normalize it. Because this, this whole mess of story time in schools and in libraries, that's just sickening. I'm sorry. Yep. It just It's crazy. Okay. Enough on the transgender issue. Get them some coffee. <laughs> Make mine a bourbon. Uh, yesterday, we mentioned the uh, FTX founder, Sam Bankman Freed, was supposed to testify before the House Financial Services Committee, chaired by none other than Maxine Waters. Uh, we also mentioned that Maxine made it clear that bringing up all donations that Freed gave to Democrats were strictly off limits. That wasn't going to be allowed in the discussion. Well, <laughs> Literally, right after we went off the air, it was reported that Sam Brinkman-Fried was arrested by authorities in the Bahamas and that he would be extradited to the United States. This all happened after a federal indictment, I should say, was filed by the U.S. Attorney of the Southern District of New York. So late on Monday evening, Waters said she was surprised to hear that he was arrested and reiterated her earlier claim that it's about time the process to bring uh, Mr. Freed to justice has begun. Listen, I, I, I am sorry. When, when this came across the news last night, my wife and I were watching the news. I immediately turned to my wife and I said, listen, th- this was by design. <laughs> this was absolutely by design. And Maxine Waters comes out, you know, with all these things about where he's going to come up and testify, blah, blah, blah. She knew all along he wasn't coming. In fact, the other thing that was odd, he was supposed to testify this morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you doing down in the Bahamas being arrested late yesterday afternoon if you're going to be in Washington, D.C. testifying before Congress first thing in the morning? He was, he, he, there, there's no way he was on his way in to testify. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean to laugh when you're sitting here trying to read this story, but uh, it, when I heard it too last night, I'm like, you – if you believe that Maxine Waters was surprised that he got arrested, yeah. you are freaking as dumb as a box <laughs> of rocks. I mean, that, that was a setup. Yeah. I mean, they Bingo. did they did not want him in front of that committee with, well, one, he's going to be under oath. And, I mean, what happens if you, you ask the question about, you know, uh, what did Maxine Waters know and, and when did she know know it and this time? You know, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, $37 million in donations to Democrats last election cycle gets you something. And it probably got you ignored for a while until all of a sudden the House come crashing down. And, you know, the only thing – the big well, the biggest regret I have, the fact that he didn't go before Congress, was can you imagine Maxine Waters getting in a conversation about cryptocurrency and blockchain (laughs) technology? I mean, she is dumb as hell. I'm sorry, she's a congressperson, but she is dumb as hell. Who was the city councilwoman years ago <laughs> on the Greenville City Council who wanted to know if the super, the information highway was going to be? Uh... I was getting ready to bring that up last night on one of the social media things uh, I follow. I won't say what it is, but somebody brought that up. Said you would have a uh, <clears throat> a Mildred C moment of uh, say a Mildred Council a Mildred oh. Council moment of. Uh, when when asked the question about uh, is the information highways the one the new the yeah. new road out by Pitt Community College, <laughs> I mean, can't make it up. I mean, Maxine Waters, it would be, I mean, I, the ratings on that testimony would just be 
I mean, you could have a comedy channel with with her asking questions. But. Yeah, yeah, you know, we you know, they they really ought to try to get Maxine Waters and Al Sharpton to do a, a comedy show. Now that that would they would get good ratings. I actually, th- I mean, I don't like them. But I actually think uh, Al Sharpton's a lot brighter than Maxine Waters. I really do. <laughs> that bar's pretty low, bud. I mean, no, I mean, really, I mean, he is. I mean, he's. I mean, he's made a life of fleecing people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, she's got elected. In a in a district that you can't lose. I mean, she can't lose. Right. So, I mean, if you can fog a mirror and you're Maxine Waters, yeah. you're going to win that district. Uh, by the way, um, there was a time. Let's see. This is at a town hall. It's all uh, it's all speculation now regarding the timing of his scheduled testimony and his arrest on the eve of his appearance. But it's almost too good to be true if there's any there there. Waters was once called on camera blowing a kiss to Bankman Freed following his appearance at a previous congressional hearing. If that doesn't make you lose your lunch, I don't know what. I will. haven't looked at the campaign reports because uh, I like to do that from time to time. But how much he specifically donated to her campaign? Do we have that? Or have I, I don't that? have that in front of me. I do know that. Uh, I, I I think I saw that in total there was uh, in in donations. Well, that didn't include the PAC money because he gave some directly and he gave some through PACs. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to say direct contributions to the people on that committee that Maxine Waters chairs, I think was 300,000 total. But uh, I, I'm just curious. Now that might've included PAC money. I don't know. I mean, is he, is he naive enough to not know what international laws are? And, you know, Bahamas, he's not free. I mean, there's, there's treaties between the United States and Bahamas right. on extradition. I mean, why didn't he just, when this stuff was heating up, why didn't you just leave to a country, go to a country that uh, you know has no agreement with the United States? I mean, I, I I don't know. You know, it's amazing to me this guy got as far as he did, and I I don't know that much about him, but I've seen a couple of interviews with the guy, and he just doesn't seem like he's stable. No, I he mean doesn't. he's probably even less stable now going through what he's going through. By the way, <laughs> just the news is reporting that Freed. Uh, and his massive illegal campaign donations with billions of dollars. Um, U.S. Attorney Damian Williams at a press conference um, that uh, Bankman Freed made tens of millions of dollars in illegal campaign donations, presumably using the roughly $26 billion he commanded at the peak of his net worth. Williams called the overall scandal surrounding Bankman Freed one of the biggest frauds in American history. So, uh, this guy, Damian Williams, is said that it was tens of millions of dollars, and the vast majority of it was going to uh, to Democrats. I think there was a couple of rhinos in there that got a few bucks, but um, it's uh, and he could face uh, a pretty severe prison term. Uh, now it's going to be interesting to see how the Democrats handle the fact that they were the recipients of this money. And so far, of all the stories I've read. There was one, I think his name was Garcia, out of New York that has returned the money. He got something like $2,300 to his campaign. Uh, He has returned that. But, I mean, when you're talking about tens of millions of dollars that have been contributed and probably in a lot of ways already spent, or in Maxine Waters' case, she's already given it to her daughter. But um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they wiggle out of this. The New York Times is reporting that he is facing charges of wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, securities uh, fraud, securities fraud conspiracy, money laundering. Um, uh, the U.S. Security and Exchange Commission has also authorized charges against Bankman Freed. 
uh, separately authorized charges related to Bankman Freed's violations of our security laws, which will be filed publicly tomorrow in the Southern District of New York, um, said the uh, Security and Exchange Commission. So anyway, the guy is uh, Freed is fried. He's cooked. Well done. Hey, we've got to take a time out. Lots more to talk about. Stay with us. More news and views coming right up. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. It is December the 13th, 22 years ago. That would be 2000. Al Gore finally conceded in the presidential election to George W. Bush. The entire election was decided by 337 votes and the U.S. Supreme Court. Taking a look at your weather forecast, some clouds, a low of 27 tonight. Tomorrow, a mix of clouds and sun early, then becoming cloudy later in the day, a high of 51. Showers tomorrow night, turning into a steady rain. Uh, Tomorrow night, chance of rain is 80% with a low of 42. Thursday, periods of rain, possibly thunder. That's going to be the warm spot of the week, a high of 65. Tomorrow night, showers in the evening, then partly cloudy, a low of 40. Friday. Friday's going to be the best day to get out and do something. Uh, is there golf in my future? Um, 58 degrees and sunshine on Friday. Speaking of golf, weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Have you heard the news? Ironwood voted best golf course in Greenville for the fourth year in a row. Ironwood boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, members-only full-service dining, monthly social events, a competition-sized swimming pool, clay tennis courts, Ironwood, the perfect place to make new traditions with your friends and family. And hey, mom or dad out there and saying, what am I going to get the family for Christmas? Go get an Ironwood uh, membership. Perfect gift. Ironwood's got gift certificates available. Listen, you got a golfer, that are a golfer wannabe? Go out and get some uh, gift certificates for lessons with John LaMonica or John Rucker. Looking for the perfect gift for your family? Join Ironwood. No initiation fee. Contact membership director Jenna Doyle, 252-752-4653 to find out more. Also, don't forget, you know, I think last Friday I said Christmas with the Embers was uh, this Monday. Obviously, it wasn't. It's the 19th. It's the 19th. Uh, Tickets are still available. Takes place Monday the 19th at Reimage Church in Winterville. And again, this is uh, a... All the money is going to Operation Santa Claus. So uh, help the kids and uh, get involved this holiday season and enjoy a great concert. You can pitch, uh, pick up your tickets at WTIBFM.com or thanks to the Air Doctor, Hardy's, Fantastic Sam's, Greenville Utilities, Telco Credit Union, Spe- Speedy Oil Change and Auto Service, Goeco, 264 Shoes and Apparel, Greenville Toyota, Peril Electronics, Southern Bank, AmeriHealth, Caritas, North Carolina, Specialty FDR. And you can go online to WTIBFM.com. You can also pick up your tickets at uh, Telco Credit Union or stop by our studios here on uh, Arlington Boulevard. But uh, come on out next Monday night. Speaking of which, um, I think I have the story here in the pile. Um, The uh, Where was it? Halifax County had all their Toys for Tots toys stolen Oh gosh! out of uh, a warehouse. Yeah. I think it was on WITN or WNCT. And, uh, yeah. So uh, if you're up in that neck of the woods, 
Uh, I don't have a phone number for you, but uh, if you're in Halifax County or near it and you want to help out, normally they try to provide toys for over 500 kids. Right now, with what they've got, uh, it's going to be more likely 100 kids. So if you're in the area and you can help, uh, contact the uh, Toys for Tots in Halifax County and see if uh, you could uh, buy a toy and take it over to them. That would be a great help. Yeah, it looks like, reading an article here, it looks like they had about three-fourths of their toys stolen. Um, so they, they would not be able to distribute it to 500, over 500 kids, only about 100 kids. So, wow. Yeah, if you're up in that area, get involved. That would be great. Um, here is another lawsuit on the way. And this is so infuriating. Boy, I, you know, Lamprecht is infuriated today. Can you tell? President Biden's administration will allow the state of Washington to provide health insurance to illegal immigrants within its borders by rolling back requirements for the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> now, first of all, how can you change the law of the Affordable Care Act with an executive order? You can't do that. <laughs> I mean, this is another lawsuit. This is the same garbage mm. with this um uh, forgiveness for the student loans so this is washington state washington state mm-hmm. i mean the washington state requested it and the biden administration yeah sure go ahead go ahead. do whatever you want if it's liberal well we're all for it the department of treasury and the department of health and human services approved the state's request via a state innovation waiver which was requested by washington government in may Quote, Washington has requested a waiver in order to expand access to qualified health plans, standalone qualified dental plans, and a state affordability program to Washington residents, regardless of immigration status, the HHS and Treasury said in a joint statement. Listen, I guarantee you, if they're going to do this for illegal immigrants, the taxpayer is going to be subsidizing it. Oh, no doubt. And if the taxpayer is subsidizing it, no, you cannot do this with some executive fiat, executive waiver. And how many Democrat uh, politicians, Washington, all over, you know, said when the Affordable Care Act was passed, you know, oh, the Republicans are lying. lying. We're not going to cover illegal aliens. I mean, and now it's just – now we'll get to a point of – Yep. Oh, you mean we don't we shouldn't cover illegal aliens? Then, oh, then you're a racist. Yes, I mean exactly. <laughs> uh, you're, that's a great point. Yeah, Republicans <laughs> said at the time. I mean, you, you're, you're the the nose of the camel is in the tent, and the whole camel is soon to come. And now he's there. The ACA's normal regulations explicitly exclude non-citizens living in the United States illegally from collecting the benefits of the program benefits of the program washington's successful campaign to expand coverage to illegal immigrants is the first of its kind since the aca was introduced state innovation waivers are granted under the supervision of hhs and treasury for states seeking to modify existing aca regulations to suit their specific needs but not but you can't go against what is black and white law within the aca but but this is typical Joe Biden, typical Joe Biden. And you're right. If oh, so Lambrecht, you mean racist, xenophobe? Oh, and all these liberal states like Washington, Oregon, um, there's a slew of them. But uh, I, I, I'm sure. And of course, you see in Oregon, um, there's counties in Oregon that keep talking about they want to succeed from the state of Oregon and join Idaho. But the, these people in these liberal Western states. Um, I mean, they just have no voice. The nor- just normal conservative people, and 
after you know two or three years of the worst crime in history and then everything that comes up that's just not the way the average person thinks but they're just controlled by you know the large voting blocks in the big cities that just check the box for democrat party and and actually they don't know what they're checking the box for you know our founding fathers i know it was a landowner you know you had to have some skin in the game but i think that was their version of an idiot test Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we need to bring back an idiot test and it doesn't need to be hard i mean i'm not you know can you spell united states can you identify who the president and the vice president are? I mean, if you ever watch Jesse Waters, you know, he has this guy on the street. Man on the street yeah, or something. And they'll go yeah. out and ask questions like, <laughs> can you name one of your two U.S. senators? Mm. And they can't do it. No. I, I mean, they can't even name. I mean, some I've seen them not name the vice president from oh, yeah. time to time. I mean, it's. <laughs> How many members are there of the United States Supreme Court? How many justices? They can't do that. <laughs> Well, I think actually some congressmen might have problems with that. <laughs> Getting back to Maxine Waters again. Yeah. Uh, i tell you what, let's go take another time out. Um, interesting story on the omnibus budget and uh, why in the world Republicans are allowing Democrats to steer the ship when it's never happened before in a lame duck session where one party is going out and the other party's coming in. But, hey, Mitch McConnell's all for it. We'll get to that when we get back. Back to News and Views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, McToast, Nooktoast, Milktoast, Mitch. Eternal. The turtle. <clears throat> the turtle. Mitch McConnell. I think Rush came up with that name, didn't he? The Mitch turtle. McConnell. <laughs> uh, yeah. He reminds me of Howdy Doody. And just his, <laughs> his mouth goes up and down, but he doesn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and now, he, now, Clark, you can't play that for Mitch. That's too exciting for Mitch. <laughs> you got to slow that down. Slow that down and try it again. Uh, anyway, Milk Toast Mitch today indicated that the Senate was approaching a compromise to pass an omnibus spending package that would set the federal budget for next year. Quote, I think we're very close to getting an omnibus appropriations bill, McConnell said at a Republican conference lunch on Tuesday. According to The Hill, the deadline to pass such a measure stands at December the 22nd, and the Kentucky senator has ruled out convening Congress after Christmas should the upper chamber fail to do so. Listen, there's an interesting story in the Daily Signal by Eric Tietzel. This has never happened before. It has never happened. Well, first of all, normally, uh, back in the olden days, it was passed by now. We didn't get up to Christmas and then said, oh, we got to hurry up and pass one, which they've been doing for about the last 30 years. But the only time in recent history that uh, that has happened, I think, was in 94. Well, out, out of the article, since 1994, control of the House has changed hands for midterm election cycles, 94, 2006, 2010, and 2018. Never before has the outgoing House majority passed an omnibus appropriations bill during the lame duck session following the election. Now, in 94, Republicans won a majority in the House for the first time in 40 years, But the 103rd Congress had already done its job passing 13 appropriations bills before the lame duck session. So before the election, which is when you're supposed to do it. I'm sorry. Pass something that gets through the next 30 days, and that's all you need to do, Mitch. 
Why in the world, while the Democrats are in control of the House, would you hand this over to them? I, I don't understand it. What I, in the world are the Republicans thinking? And and you know, no different than uh, Tom Tillis and some other Republicans, you know, working on things in this lame yeah, duck this immigration there's deal. Just no, there's just no need to. Uh, why, why, I don't get why, it. why would yeah? Why would Tillis come up with cinema now during the lame duck session? Let's get through this immigration package. Why does Mitch McConnell – let's hurry up and get through this omnibus bill. Get a continuing resolution, which – listen, this is this is normal playbook stuff. They yeah. do continuing resolutions just about every year. The one year when they should do a continuing resolution, Mitch McConnell wants to get the whole thing done. And, and on, especially on the Senate side um, – you, you, know, you know, they say that Joe Man- Manchin and Christian Cinema, you know, they're going uh, – independent Indep- yeah. Yeah, they're going independent and all that blah, and, and blah, they blah. say they're going to still they're still democrats but look the more the democrat party uh talks about christian cinema talks about joe manchin and you know the more um you know like christian cinema when she was going through the airport she just got ridiculed by these yep. people the more all that stuff happens the more and more i mean it's just personal nature they're going <laughs> They're going to harden. They're going to harden a little bit and maybe start siding with Republicans more on some things. And I just, why, why do the Republicans do this right now? I mean, that, that's a great question. I mean, is it are they are they really Democrats and they want the Republican Party to fail? Are they lazy? Do they want the mainstream media to kiss their rear ends? I I, I don't get it. I don't understand. You want to be in a leadership position, but you don't want to do anything once you're there. Well, I've, you know, I've been using a term for, for Mitt Romney for a while, and I've started using it for Tom Tillis. They're not, they're not really Republicans. They're kind of Democrat light, kind of like a Bud Light. You know, They're Democrat light. Don't insult Bud Light like that. <laughs> they're just not Republicans, and they're not Democrats. They're just Democrat light. The, the one time we want Mitch McConnell to do nothing, and he wants to do something. I mean, normally, if it's if it's hey, Mitch, could you fight the Democrats on this? He does nothing. Maybe, now we want him to do nothing, and he wants to do something. Yeah, maybe Mitch is a duck hunter, and his duck season's going going on right now. Maybe he just wants to get a little duck hunting over the holidays and get it done. <laughs> um, PJ Media is reporting that there apparently is a big development. I I didn't follow up. I should have looked look up and see if there's anything on the Cary Lake hearing that was supposed to take place this afternoon um, under a judge peter thompson now arizona secretary of state katie hobbs the maricopa county board of supervisor members and the republican gubernatorial candidate carrie lake were all summoned to appear in court today by the judge presiding over lake's election complaint the court quote the court has reviewed plaintiff's verified statement of election contest filed December the 9th. Because this matter is an election challenge, the return hearing will be set on an accelerated basis, Judge Peter Thompson wrote in his order. Earlier this month, Obama appointed District Judge John uh, Tucci um, sanctioned Lake and her lawyers for filing what he claimed to be a frivolous partisan lawsuit, prompting a harsh rebuke from Lake This new order from Judge Thompson appears to take the matter more seriously. Thompson was appointed to the bench in September of 2010 by former Governor Jan Brewer. 
the previous two elections in Maricopa County, we know all the controversy that were there. Um, Republicans are expected to vote for – yeah, on on election day this year, many Republicans were expected to vote for Cary Lake. But the in the districts where most of the Republicans were expected to cast their ballots, technical problems prevented thousands of votes of individuals from voting. Lake's lawsuit was driven by whistleblowers who have come forward. We had three whistleblowers from Maricopa County reach out to say the system is seriously flawed, Lake told Just the News yesterday. They were throwing out tens of thousands of signatures saying they were just scribbles and no way matched. But somewhere between there, the ballots were being completely tossed out. Then they got looped back into the system. Lake also noted that 25,000 additional ballots and early voting ballots were discovered two days after the election. They just showed up. Well, that's a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> well, gee, has that, that ever happened to, before? It always seems to happen for Democrats. <laughs> uh, we believe that up to 135,000 ballots were pushed through that should not have been pushed through, Lake continued. We're asking a judge to let us take a look at all the envelopes and compare the signatures so that we can find out for sure how many bad, fraudulent ballots got their way into being counted. Um did you see anything on it? Well, they've got a they've got a statement that Carrie Lake made after the hearing. Uh, she just says today's hearing regarding my lawsuit was telling the judge know the volume of evidence my team compiled. The defendant's team seemed desperate to sweep it under the rug. I'm thankful to Judge Peter Thompson and his team for the work they do, and confident that given the opportunity, we'll expose this election for the sham it was. That looks like that just happened this afternoon. Yeah, that was the the, the he, he called them back into court at two o'clock this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see where it goes. You know, what's interesting about this. We were talking before we went on the air. Why you have this going on in Arizona with a hundred and thirty-five thousand ballots pushed through? The State Bureau of Investigation in North Carolina says it has turned over its probe into former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows to the Attorney General's office. Well, you know, uh, gee, I'm sure Stein will be very fair and uh, unbiased in his handling of that. The SBI announced in March that it was investigating whether Meadows committed voter fraud after it was discovered that the former congressman was registered to vote in Macon County at an address where he didn't live. Now, I, I don't know if he ever lived there or if he what the situation was, but the worst thing was he had the wrong address on his voter ID. There's no accusations that he was not a North Carolina resident. There was no accusations that he voted multiple times. It was just, is this the is this the right, right address? Hmm. And th- for this, they're making a big deal, but out in Arizona, it's just a shrug of the shoulders. I, I think it was the second residence he had used as an address, right? I think that's what it I might remember. might have been. I don't I know. <clears throat> I don't know. I know when I go vote, and, you know, they give you a little little sheet or card or something to you know, look right. at the information. Before I sign it, I make darn sure it's right but you know i i think mark meadows was i mean he was into property business before politics so i mean the guy probably has, has a lot of properties you know could be could so. be um i tell you what let's take our last time out interesting new poll out concerning donald trump and ron DeSantis. we'll have those numbers when we get back The drive home should be a delight. This is Tom Lambrecht with more news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. 
Well, it is official. Lauren Bobart has uh, won her election for the House of Representatives out in Colorado. They did the recount, and uh, nothing changed in the recount. So she beat Adam Frisch by 546 votes. So it is official. The Daily Wire's got an interesting story out. A new poll was released, a USA Today Suffolk University poll, that shows that Ron DeSantis is leading Donald Trump in what would be a primary by a whopping 23 points. 56% respond of the respondents preferred DeSantis as the 2024 GOP presidential nominee. 33% preferred Trump. 65% of Republican voters went to Santos to mount a campaign for the presidency in 2024. So apparently even some of the people that like Trump would like to see Ron DeSantis start a campaign. The poll also found that among all voters in a head-to-head matchup with Biden, DeSantis came out ahead four points, 47% to 43%. But Biden led Trump by seven points, 47% to 40%. In mid-November, multiple Club for Growth action polls were conducted in various states. In Iowa, 48% of respondents preferred DeSantis as their 24 presidential nominee. 37 picked Trump. In New Hampshire, which conducts its primary next after Iowa, 52% said they preferred DeSantis, 37 preferred Trump. In the influential state of Texas, a mid-November survey by the Texas Republican Party found 43% of respondents preferred DeSantis as their 24 standard bearer, 32% for Trump. So poll after poll uh, consistently right now, and again, two years away, but uh, pointing to DeSantis. But two years away, but, you know, they're getting geared up. I mean, now's the time that uh, decisions are being made, money's being raised. Well, speaking of the 2024 election, um, I think, uh, is it today that Mike Pence is speaking in Raleigh? Oh, is it? I did not. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's speaking in Raleigh today. Well, uh, I took a I took a glance at the News and Observer earlier this afternoon before I came over to the studio and uh, – being the news and observer, they're not going to mention a whole lot about uh, a Republican. In Mike Pence Raleigh. Uh, to speak about foreign policy in Raleigh. Yeah, uh-huh. is that today? Yeah, that's today. Okay, so it's probably um, you know he's got a new book out, and all the all the things point to him deciding to run. Yeah, I don't see it. Uh, I I don't see it. If if DeSantis runs, it'll be interesting to see if the Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo. Um, Christy, um, um, no, no, not Christy. No, she's not running anyway, but, um, no, the, uh, South Carolina governor. Oh, um, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of her name. I, I, I just, it's going to be a waste of money if they run, if Ron DeSantis runs. I mean, the numbers are so overwhelming at this point. I mean, I don't know that we've ever seen numbers like this, this early. Now, granted, a lot can change. It may be good for Trump uh, if you get, you know, Mike P- Mike Pence get his two and a half to four percent. Nikki yeah. Haley get her two and a half to four percent. Um, if Tim Scott, you know, that that name's being thrown out now. If he, I mean, he'll I mean that, he'll be he'll get some numbers. Uh, Christine Nome, if she does think she needs to run, see, I, th- I see all these names as good <laughs> VPs. Yeah, two and a half to four percent. But then uh, Glenn Youngkin now in Virginia. I mean, he's not going to New York to raise money to run for governor of Virginia. So uh, you start getting you yeah. know five or six people that we carve out from two to ten percent. It's it's going to be tougher. 
Yeah, but when you have when you have these numbers in the early primary states where they're over right now over fifty percent saying that DeSantis is their their guy, and and these are polls in the individual states, right. not a national right. poll, exactly. Like, right, exactly. and that, and that's that's more important because I always tell people all the time when they start either getting disappointed or excited about national polls, it's like, wait a minute now, yeah, they don't mean we, a thing. They don't at this mean point. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it goes state by states. What matters. The Gateway Pundit is reporting that the Washington Post had to retract an op-ed. They ran an op-ed by some liberal who is uh, Eric Denise Edwards, who is a professor of Latin studies, I think down in El Paso, Texas, I believe. She wrote an op-ed that the Washington Post printed complaining that why isn't there any blacks on the Argentina soccer team? Uh, on Thursday, associate professor at University of Texas, El Paso, Eric Denise Edwards voiced her criticism at the team's makeup in an opinion article published by the Washington Post with the title, Why Doesn't Argentina Have Any More, have more Black Players in the World Cup? Um, there are a number of people in Argentina that saw this that uh, pushed back and said things like, well, we're a country, we're not a Disney movie. Another commented, the stupid note from the Washington Post about the lack of blacks in Argentina team left me disgusted. The United States is obsessed with race. Argentina is not. Finally, the Washington Post actually, now this was after they printed the op-ed, they went back and uh, did their homework and found out that maybe the reason why there were no black players on the Argentina team is because blacks in the country of Argentina Less than one percent. <laughs> I, I mean, these journalists are as bad as Maxine Waters. <laughs> Democrats love race. I mean, they're obsessed with. They it. are race baiters from one end of the country to the other. Hey, we got to run. We'll do it again tomorrow. See you then. Bye, bye, everybody.